I'm putting, I want you to play Carol Baskin after that impression. So let's see if we can get you in there. Well, okay, Max, you know, you and all those cool cats and kittens out there, just keep your hopes up and maybe it'll happen. Our favorite part of the movie or show are the credits at the start and the end. The songs are like a long lost friend. Credits score where credits get the credit they're due. Gary. Yes, sir. Gary Dudak, we made it. We made it? We made what? We, we made it to a quarantined recording so session. So far, so good. Uh, is it, though? Well, it's very weird. It's very, very, very weird. And I'm not talking about our, our setup. I'm talking about this ingrown toenail that I'm looking at that I have. So just it, it's very painful. It's very painful. I I didn't I didn't realize how much I did not miss this until this moment right now. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm so upset. The current setup that we have right now is forcing me to look down at my own feet because I'm sitting at uh, my coffee table laptop and using a microphone that you dropped off at my house like a like a DoorDash delivery guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, let's let's point out. Let's point out that it was it was safe. I I got out of my car. I put it on the sidewalk and then drove to the other side of the street yeah. while you went to go let's, let, get it. Let's backtrack here just a little bit. Uh, we are in what? This is the third full week, or the fourth? This is the beginning of the well, fourth week, I think. Should we do a welcome? And oh then yes, tell- yes. I forgot how we do this. The show. So let's. <laughs> should we do a? a Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> hey, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Carol Baskin here. Just inviting you or welcoming you back to Credit Score, the podcast. Uh, they have a lot of, a lot of good times, a lot of good laughs. And uh, welcome back, cool cats and kittens. This is that bitch. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> we'll get into these. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, turn this off if you're listening with your kids at home. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of uh, impressions, which are great. Uh, a lot of cursing, and uh, most importantly, a lot of spoilers as well. So, uh, if you have not seen Tiger King yet, you need to first of all go watch it. It's it's a bonkers, batshit, hilarious docu series. Well, I don't know if it's really hilarious as much as it is sometimes hilarious, but just captivating. And uh, it needs to be watched. Um, but welcome to Credit Store, everyone. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm Max Miller, and uh, that's Buzz, that's- <laughs> better known as uh, Gary Dudak. I have uh, I've given myself a quarantine haircut. I buzzed it all off with the help of my wife Sarah in in our bathroom, and it looks pretty good, if I m- must say so myself. It's pretty. It's very Jesse Pinkman like, wouldn't you say? Um. Yeah. Except not as cool. Well, of course, not as cool. But still, yeah, did my best. But uh, the last time Max and I talked, we were in the same office, uh, his home office, which is no longer uh, allowed, uh, frowned upon by society. So we have been quarantined since mid March. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air. Who knows with this new setup that we have. So I don't even know. If, I don't even know if this is working. Yeah, we'll get into that too. <laughs> it says recording. It says it is. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my living room. Uh, Max is in, is in the old office, and we're doing this on some sort of podcasting uh, program. We're doing it on Squadcast, and I want to give them a shout out if it does work. Yes, because if it does work, Gary and I are able to see each other. We're able to record each other on two separate tracks, yep. and that's convenient. And so we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, and I'm holding a microphone like I'm in a. Uh, like I'm on stage, like a, a Q and A or something for uh, what do they call those things? Those uh, 
pressers or whatever, not pressers, junkets, like a press junket, like sitting in front of a uh, crowd. Oh, biscuits! Back. I don't know if you can hear, but yeah, biscuits here. He's barking. Uh, biscuit, my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for those of you who are who, for some reason, this is your very first episode of Credit Score. Episode fifty one. Yeah, this is going to be a different type of episode. Yeah, because typically we're we're the podcast that gives credits the credit they're due. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We go through credits from opening credits and credits from TV shows and movies. Yeah, I have not been able to figure out how Gary and I can watch <laughs> uh, the credits live when we are in separate uh, places. Are we still going to give it a whirl, anyways? I think we should still give it a whirl. We can, but I don't think it's going to. It's not going to record the sound. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that, that that's the problem. That work. Okay. So, if any of if any of our loyal fans are tech people and know how we could pull this off, please uh, reach out to us and let us know. Well, I will say for this one in particular, uh, it's probably okay because it's our first docu series. We're we're doing Tiger King, and they really only have credits on the very first episode. I think it was it was a seven part uh, docu series. And the credits kind of just spell out the whole what's going to happen in the series. And it's just a bunch of right. crazy shit that we're going to talk about anyways. So uh, it's no big deal. Really? No big deal. Really? Really? This is just an excuse for us to talk about Tiger King <laughs> while we're quarantined it's, because we're going crazy. It, it This is nuts. I mean, I, we, we joked about it in episode 50, but we could kind of feel it coming. Or at least, you know, we, we talked about how it's kind of getting scary, kind of getting weird. And it's I think it's even really weirder. And more surreal than I imagined it was going to be. So, yeah. So our last episode, episode 50, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air opening credits, mm-hmm. was we recorded in February, right? <laughs> it, or March? No, first week of it, March? It, I think it, we actually... It, we re- we recorded the first week of March, I think. But it, we released it like two weeks later, which was like right at the start of all the, the crazy shit. Like March. It came out like March 16th or March... Something like that. Maybe March 9th. I forget. But... Anyway, and we thought we were like in the the height of it. We were like, "This is." We we, th- we thought it was getting scary, but I don't think we yeah. necessarily understood what was still to come. So, and now it's here. It was a little bit easier to joke about then. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, for sure. I I, th- I still thought it was going to be like a a nasty cold, like or like a flu bug that was going to sweep through, but everyone was going to be okay. But then it. Well, that's what we were being told. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. So I mean, silly us for believing anybody in government or anything, or world leaders or experts. But uh, but yeah, now now we're we're confined to our homes. Uh, my wife and my daughter walked to an empty parking lot nearby to get some fresh air and stretch her legs and uh max goes outside to uh, do you do you have to walk biscuit right what do you guys do just go down the street and stay away from people yeah i don't i don't take my dog outside ever gary he's <laughs> well you got that nice little this old, you got that nice this little balcony covered in shit <laughs> <laughs> same here with parker actually we just haven't been changing her or anything just letting her crap all over the place it's a lot easier it's quarantine life <laughs> Parker or you? Uh, both. A little bit of both. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. I just want to say, though, I'm still sleeveless, as you can see, Max, through the... I wanted to keep the Tiger King vibe going, you know? Look, look. I am so glad we're in different buildings. <laughs> this is fine. I don't care if you're sleeveless when you're not with me. That's fine. Be sleeveless. Enjoy your sleeveless. You know, speaking of sleeveless, <laughs> uh, and this and this uh, docu-series <laughs> is... Uh, is that the most uh, sleeveless people you've seen in one place I, since the last Dudak family reunion? 
you know, I knew that's where you were going, and I really can't even argue with it because I felt right at home. Those those were kind of like my people watching the, <laughs> watching this. So there was a lot of the only. I mean, I would say that the Dudacks have slightly more teeth, uh, slightly. So <laughs> <laughs> we got them. Be- Depends which one we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah but um, no, I definitely dug the uh, the sleeveless vibe of um, especially for those who haven't seen uh, Joe Exotic has two husbands uh, at one point. He is uh he's a gun toting uh gay zoo owner. Um I mean how much are we, or should we explain of this? I, I think people should either know it or go watch it anyways. So I'm just gonna assume that people know who Joe Joe Exotic is. Yeah. But uh his husband, uh John, the the one that really had no teeth, was either sleeveless in a tank top or for the majority of the docuseries, he was shirtless, uh yeah. giving a giving his interview, just completely shirtless. And he does, you know, you guys kind of do look a little <laughs> bit alike. <laughs> hey, he got a new set of teeth, man. That guy, he, he he fixed up his teeth, so he's looking pretty sharp. He did. Not in time for the docu series, unfortunately. No, no. And apparently, I actually had to write a story about him for my job. And uh, he, one of our, like a producer that I worked with, talked to him, and he was pissed that they didn't put in the part about him getting new teeth because apparently he did it like you know months ago and they were still you know finalizing the tiger king and they didn't put it in i was like well i can't really blame him <laughs> like <laughs> that doesn't really deserve a, that much of a happy buttoned up ending or anything so <laughs> so i think it was only fair but um yeah it, it it's just it's fucking nuts it's fucking nuts this this documentary i yeah, I, I, it came out, and I kind of didn't have interest mm-hmm. because didn't I tell you about? I, I, it? Was that or yeah, yeah? You started watching it, and you were mm-hmm. like, Sarah, "Sarah and I have watched the first two or three episodes," and you're like, yeah. "It's just crazy. You got to start watching yep, it." Absolutely. And I'm always like, with documentaries, sometimes it takes a little while to get into them, and this one, it was like from the get go, and you just like buckle yep. up, and yep. it's just the craziest as shit. Soon as one of those scumbag guys is like. Big cat owners are pieces of shit. <laughs> and he, that guy who said it ended up being a pretty huge piece of shit, too. But, uh, and then Joe Exotic just like, looky here, I'm going to go shoot some guns and I'm a, I, showing off his nipple rings and I'm the best big cat owner there is in Oklahoma and Carol Baskin's a bitch. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> so, so should we, should we just briefly talk about the credits since we can't go through them? Sure, sure. And then get into some more discussion about the show and just what we want to talk yes. about before we get into our other so, segments. I l- literally just watched the opening credits of episode one about two hours ago. And yeah. it's essentially just like the first episode is like it's a bunch of people talking about big cat owners. Who, so these people at like Joe Exotic and uh, who's the other one? Doc Antle, uh, who, who yeah. owns the uh, Myrtle Beach Safari and which Joe Exotic's in Oklahoma. And then they keep hinting toward this murder for hire plot of uh, a woman named Carol Baskin, who is the Florida, uh, what is it? The Big Cat Rescue. She like rescues tigers, apparently, even though that's kind of controversial. Yeah. And the whole opening credits are like, well, where should we begin with this story? You're not going to believe this shit. Like this story is so wild. It, it has so many twists and turns. Like it's, you couldn't write this, this story. And they keep showing shots of like, of Joe Exotic when he was younger doing like magic and like running around with tigers and they keep splicing in <laughs> footage of like him getting attacked by a tiger at one point. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and then there's this guy that I honestly don't even remember in the documentary. He might have been in at one point. There's a lot of like side characters and stuff that pop in to talk about how they knew Joe Exotic or he, they got titers from him. And he, he says to the camera, this is why the credits start rolling of all the producers and stuff. And he goes... I've never been bit by a cat in my life. And then two seconds later, the cat's like a tat. One of the tigers is like attacking him in a cage. Like, and he's kind of like running away. It's, it's so fucking nuts. And, and it all leads to, of course, the hero, or I guess the, the anti-hero, uh, Joe Exotic and his mullet mustached, well, I guess bleach mullet and his face and his what the hell voice and fucking bitch. <laughs> it's like, He's like a he's like a South Park character if they did like an Oklahoma Zoo owner, you know what I mean? Like, and they even they even tout him in the opening credits of the first episode as a as a gun toting crazy gay zoo owner. Like, it's very like they really hammer home that he's gay, that he loves guns, that he's a hillbilly, that he and it, it's like it's like you just grabbed a bunch of random adjectives <laughs> and nouns and just mashed them together. Yeah, it reminds me of like that Family Guy, or I guess it was South Park making fun of Family Guy with the manatees, just all the different uh, subject matter you could throw in. Like, okay, murder for hire, zoo owner, uh, animal rights, gay, two husbands. Uh, oh, both the husbands are straight, by the way. That's a, that's a twist halfway through. Is that they're oh, meth is heavily involved in this story. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> In our story, not not Tiger King. <laughs> Matt has been heavily involved in the first fifty episodes of of uh, of Credit Score. Credit Score. I forgot, I forgot yeah. the name of our podcast. It's been so long. Uh, what are you drinking over there, by the way? I just saw Matt took a big swig of his. Is it mezcal? Oh, I got I got I got a mezcal here. It's, yeah, it's my first time ever having wine on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I've had You've many been- beers, many white claws, and I think maybe whiskey once or twice, but I've never had a vino, a little red wine here. It's pretty good, pretty sophisticated. What would Joe be drinking right now? He'd probably be drinking moonshine, maybe some. <laughs> yeah, those guys, those guys look like moonshine drinkers. That's the thing. So, uh, in this docu series, every single person interviewed is a fucking character. Yes. Like he, they're, they're they're they each get more and more ridiculous, and they could I could I could watch a docu series about each person being interviewed themselves. Totally, like the, the, they're the most stereotypical like caricature of what you could pick like there's the guy that's the helper that has no legs there's the woman who is a helper who got her arm bitten off by a tiger yeah <laughs> actually um i thought that was a woman too but it's oh a is guy. it really yeah are you fucking serious well he oh, transitioned okay, okay okay yeah so wait yeah so um is, so is it a woman that transitioned to a man or is that what you're saying yes okay Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Either way, that that man got his arm bitten off by a tiger. Right. Um. Yes. And was so like nonchalant about it and ready to get right back to. Cre- he wanted. He he wanted to go back to work, so he didn't make a big fuss. Didn't make a big deal. <laughs> it was insane. I wake up with a sore throat and I don't want to go back to work for like three weeks. That's not funny yeah, now. That, that, that used to that, that used, used to be funny, but not now. Now, now I'm yeah. worried you have coronavirus. So uh, right. Dude, that's another thing too. Like, just f- I'm sure everybody listening can can relate. It's like any given day in the last three weeks where you've had a slight tickle in your throat, or uh, a little bit of a headache, or a little bit of like, oh, maybe maybe my back is kind of sore. It's like, oh, maybe these are muscle aches. I- I've run and checked. I've checked my temperature probably 
two times a day on average over the last couple of weeks. Like not every day I'm checking it, but then there's some days where I'm like, oh, I feel a little warm or I, I feel a little weird when I come back in from from going outside just for a little bit. So it's been it's been hell. Any any uh, excuse to use the anal thermometer, huh, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> I got the extra large one too. You know, just just uh, <laughs> just to make sure it works right. But yeah, it's, do those are those things still around? Uh, we have one for Parker, but you can use it under the armpit too. It's like the it's like the a multi use. What about like the ear one? Yeah, yeah. The one we have now is a forehead one. You just like you literally just swipe it across your forehead. Right. I used to have that as a kid too, but I remember specifically as a kid, the only real one we had was the anal one. Oh my god! And I feel like I got screwed. Yeah, yeah because that's not right. There's so many more options now. My my mom always did the armpit one when we were like you put it under your armpit for like a minute and hold it there, and that was I don't know. That's what we always did. So I was like a dog that you're taking to go to the vet, and it knows it's going to the vet whenever I knew my temperature had to be taken because <laughs> I did not want that thing in my yeah, blood. Right? You were always like, oh, I feel a little warm, and then you would go out and <laughs> pants off immediately. <laughs> My childhood, uh, my childhood was always speaking, pants off, spread speaking cheeks. Speaking of pants off, I will say there's been some benefits to quarantine, though. Our our daughter has been outrageously cute. I mean, she's been insane as well, but uh, she's been running around naked and she's she started to pee on the potty. So she'll go to pee on the potty and then she'll want to like run around naked afterwards for a little while. Um, she learned to do it before her dad, huh? <laughs> I, I can learn a lot from this girl. I'm telling you, I can learn a whole lot. Um, so that's been that's been a plus and. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of, well, to be honest, there hasn't been a lot of like binge TV time for me because I still have to work all my, my normal job and then take care of the kid. But I guess I've caught up a little bit on like Ozark and stuff. So, you know, that's a perk. That's a perk. Yeah. All that matters is Tiger King. You know what right I want to know? You know what I want? I want to do a first time shout out or not shout out, a first time request to our to our fans out there to uh, for a TV shows to watch. Like anything that maybe we possibly might be off our radar to check out yeah uh good luck fans because gary and i yes gary is busy he's raising a child he's but other than that we have no <laughs> lives and we pretty much watch everything we possibly can I don't know. there's there's so, quite a few shows that i have not um seen that i've been hearing about like hunters apparently is good have you heard about that one uh, is that the the al pacino yeah, one yeah i've heard that's good and there's a new hbo one uh, about like the plot to take over america or something like that but anyways a shout out or stop saying shout out gary uh hoo-ha hoo-ha i'm i'm hunting jews <laughs> that's a nice combo there uh hit us up at email credit score podcast at gmail.com you can do that or you can hit us up on socials uh max always knows the socials because i always forget them yeah even though you look at it every day well i i don't know you i don't, don't stop by our accounts <laughs> I liked everything. I give it a like and a retweet. All that Credits, good stuff. We're Credit Score Podcast on Instagram and we're Credit Score on Twitter. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I'm still the administrator of uh, Credit Score Podcast at gmail.com. So I'm an admin there. I reply yeah. to, to everything. Um, I've never been in an email ever. By the way, my, my friend Big Dan uh, from college, I was telling you that we, we reconnected over the weekend, had a good chat. He called you a rascal. He said that a Matt, rascal. He, yeah, he's a rascal. That's what he said. He said some some more uh, some less favorable things as well. But rascal was probably the nicest one. So there you go. Give it, I'd I'd say rascal's it. accurate. So I'll let him have it. <laughs> which do you prefer, being called a rascal by my friend who you've never met, or adult by my wife? Which is which is better? 
the adults hurt a little bit that hurt my heart it still it still hurts occasionally i I, I, I must say that my usage of the word dolt has probably increased by about three thousand percent ever since uh she told you that many many episodes ago so so this isn't a spoiler for ozark season three but uh at some point, uh, Ruth, Ruth, the uh, she cusses every other uh, word the on little, that show. The, the little blonde, curly haired girl. The, yeah. She calls she calls Laura Linney a bitch wolf. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch wolf. Yeah, yeah, she calls her in that accent. She goes, "You fucking bitch wolf," yeah, and it's I, become my favorite insult. You you posted the clip, and I actually memorized it just from watching your clip. And I haven't even seen that episode yet. She says, "What are you gonna fucking do? Kill me, fucking bitch wolf." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it made me laugh so hard and yeah, so I hope I hope in the future uh Dan or uh Sarah will refer to me as a bitch wolf. I, I think you're well on your way, buddy. Just hang yeah. in just keep it that's, up. From from rascal to dolt to bitch wolf, that's my <laughs> That's all I want. Uh, all right. So since we're doing things a little bit different this episode uh, and we don't really know what we're doing and we can't watch the credits together, should we just maybe say some of our highlights and lowlights of uh, Tiger King? And by the way, what's, yeah, the, but- what's the full title? Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness? Is that the full title? Some- that's close enough, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, I do have a couple of just like credits things I want to point out. One thing that stood out to me in the credits, uh, did any name stand out to you? Um, any name? I don't recall seeing anything that stood out to me. Um, the first episode, when I was first watching it, I saw that Fisher Stevens was an executive producer. Oh, why is that name familiar? Fisher Stevens... He's been in stuff since I was a kid. Like he's in all sorts of movies. I think most recently he was on this season of Succession. Oh, he yes, was like the yes, PR yes. guy. He's he he's like the he's kind of like a wiry or like a mousy looking guy, kind of right. Yeah, he has he has a questionable character that he played in the Short Circuit movies. Yes, where he was. yes, Fisher. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I do know that guy. He, he's kind of like balding, but he still ha- like keeps his hair and slits it back a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think. I think he was technically in brown face in short circuit in those. <laughs> there's, yeah. It's just, he's was a, not okay. He's a bit, he's a bit actor that you would recognize if you saw him. He's in a ton of stuff. Um, so he was one of the producers. Yeah. He's executive producer on this. No shit. Interesting. And then also another thing with these credits, the opening credit song, I looked up some information about that. I'm going to try and play it on my phone okay. right now. And if it doesn't work, I'll go ahead and add some stuff. I'll add it to play a little bit of it, but okay. it's by a band called Goodnight, comma Texas. Okay. And the song is called The Railroad. The Railroad, okay. Yeah. Tell me if you can hear this. I can hear it. Yeah. I like it. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's the real world, and there's some lyrics. Let me see if I can get to them. It, it kind of has a uh, true detective vibe or something. If if the viewers can see me, I'm rocking out pretty hard right now at my uh, coffee table makeshift desk here. Yeah, you've got some like flowers behind you. You look very. Uh... We are in my living room, and yeah, we have a, like a floral arrangement on the uh, 
on the couch buffet table behind me. So the running the runner table, I guess. I don't I don't know what the fuck you call it. My wife would call me adult right now. I guess it's the yeah, whatever. You fucking bitch wolf. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, I've been doing it all week. Speaking of bands, um, I mean, I'm in one, a cover band, and we should probably do that song that you just played. But um, Gary, you were the one. <laughs> Stop talking about your cover band. Hey, we should we should shout out that that fan of yours that uh, you were playing the banjo or some shit on your uh, on your other Instagram account and. One of your, one of your fans said that you should join my my cover band, and uh, she listens to the podcast as well. But I got news for that lady: we are not taking newcomers. Okay, her, her name's Catherine Morris. Catherine Morris, she's lovely. She's lovely. Yes, um, and I refuse. I I, I would never join your band. <laughs> yeah, because you're not allowed. You're not good enough. And plus, we already have a banjo player. Me. All right. I'm starting a new band, and the band is called Bitch Wolf. <laughs> That's a great name for a band, actually. I know, right? Uh, What I was going to say about bands, though, besides my cover band, is that you actually broke the news to me that Joe Exotic does not do his own fucking music on that show. That's a good. That's that's something we should bring up here. So, so Joe Exotic, along with everything else you listed, uh, being this tiger owner, the zoo owner, this gun toting Uh, wannabe politician, uh, he he ran for governor. He did. He ran for governor. I also read before uh, this. This guy's life is insane. Yeah. So I also read that he was chief of police at age 19 in Eastvale, Texas. Really? Which at the time when he when he was 19, it was it had a population of about a little over 500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, so he also created these music videos that they show throughout this documentary that are the craziest music videos and you're watching them you're like actually he sounds pretty good yeah, that's not that's not bad the, the lyrics are shit but they're terrible they're cliche but i looked over at my wife and i was like you know for country music he's actually pretty good i i thought like yeah i was like all right sounds all right so so yeah i did a little looking into that and i learned pretty quickly that he's not singing he just kind of like s- sings a little bit over it but the actual artists singing are two guys named Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton of the Clinton Johnson band that's right that's right the second best name band after Bitch Wolf. The Clinton Johnson band, uh, I actually did a little story on them for my day job as well. And unfortunately, one of them is dead. He, Oh, yeah. He, he died in... Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to laugh. It was just... As I'm watching your reaction, you're like, oh, God. Uh, no, he unfortunately died of like heart complications like last year. So I'm not sure which one. You sure you sure Carol Baskin didn't feed him a tiger? <laughs> you never know what that fucking bitch Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> but here's the, the, the good news is I wrote the story. They actually have a ton of music that they have recorded over the years that is not tiger related, just like because nor- they're like a normal country band. But the one guy who's still alive said that they used to just write all these tiger and like you know zoo related songs from from Joe. He would he would essentially email them and be like, "Hey, I want to write a song about you know this like such and such." And then obviously there was one about Carol Baskin possibly killing her husband. So one of the guys would write the lyrics, and the one the other guy would sing. I'm pretty sure the singer is the guy who passed away. But uh, Clinton Johnson band is still. We, you might you, you might hear them again. We might not have heard the last from them. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. So did did uh, Gary? Yeah. Strictly between you and me and everyone listening, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Um, I think I feel pretty safe to say that there is no doubt in mind <laughs> in my mind, and shouldn't be in anyone's mind that she fed her husband to the tigers. And she, and as Joe Exotic would, sh- would say, she should rot in hell. 
rot in prison. And here I did you see that? Did you see that OJ chimed in and said he thinks so too? Yeah. So, well, if know, OJ says he knows, it, I mean that that's like you know what what do they say? Uh, no, uh, nobody would know it. What's that old saying? There's uh, something about like takes one to no one. Pot calling the kettle black. Maybe that's it. That, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, he called her husband Tiger Shishimi, I believe. So that's OJ weighing in. We all need OJ to weigh in on these things, you know. It's not a f- uh, Shishimi. Shishimi famously uh, prepared with a knife. Indeed, indeed. Uh, very. I, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Let's, let's move. Let's move past that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so speaking of Carol's missing husband, who is they never found a body or anything. I read recently that authorities in Tampa now, ever since this docu series came out, are receiving tips, uh, about six a day on a yep regular the, basis. The now. Tampa sheriff, or I guess it's the uh, Broward County or some Hillsborough County which is part of Tampa. He he opened up the case. He like went on Facebook and said we're because of interest in the show, we're reopening this cold case. The husband Don, I think his name was Don uh Lewis. Yeah, Don Lewis. He was last seen in 1997. So this is going on 23 years. And yeah, they're getting all sorts of tips and the lawyer for the guy for Carol Baskin's husband says he has a lot of info and he wants to talk to the cops again and re-give them all the because they never talked to him back in the day apparently. So he like wants to give them all the info he has on like the life insurance and a bunch of other stuff that he claims is like totally uh, overlooked. So it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty freaking wild. But she would but so, Carol would say I had absolutely nothing to do with that. And the thought the the fact that anybody even says that is absurd. And she would close her eyes as she says it. She's always like closing her eyes as she talks and smiles. She's. You know, I saw that they're they're making a scripted series based on this. It's been kind of in the works since before the documentary. And the perfect person to play. <laughs> yeah, Kate Kate McKinnon is going to play Carol Baskin. Yeah. But I'm I'm putting in, I'm putting. I want you to play Carol Baskin after that impression. So let's see if we can get you in there. Well, okay, Max. You know, you and all those cool cats and kittens out there. Just keep your hopes up, and maybe it'll happen. What do you say? And then I want to play, if you're going to play Carol Baskin in the Tiger King docuseries, I want to play Ruth Langmore in season four of Oak. It's absolutely fair. You're fucking bitch wolf. <laughs> so who, my question is, who in your, in our, in your life, or do you know anybody who's like Jeff Lowe? Because I know somebody who's like Jeff Lowe. That's the, that's the. Okay. So, so Jeff Lowe is like the Vegas. He's like the shady uh, business partner. Yeah. 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 He's like a con totally. man. Uh, where's, where's a bandana under a yep, baseball cap? Yep. And he and like checkered past, uh, always has like, or has like a hot, way too hot younger girl girlfriend. Wanted to hire a hot nanny, even though he's about to have a kid. Uh, he posted a picture with his wife and the hot nanny on their zoo yeah. page on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> totally legit. I'm sure. Yeah, totally legit nanny he has going there. Yeah. So he 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 partners with. Uh, Joe at a certain point and then eventually takes over the zoo from Joe and kind of like throws him yeah, under he the like, bus. He like hoodwinks him basically. He, he finagles the zoo out from under him. Uh, I knew a guy in college that was like that was like Jeff Lowe. That was like always running some sort of con and was always like just seemed like... Sneaking tiger cubs <laughs> in suitcases to hotels. Right, maybe maybe not Vegas. just like him, but uh, reminded me a lot, a lot of him. Uh, to, be, to be honest, a lot of these people in this documentary hit a little too close to home for me and where I come from. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying man they're all dressed like you and what the he- what the hell man did you, did you see the the outtake of joe exotic where he's mad he can't say the n-word did you see that yeah yeah <laughs> all right we'll, we'll just leave it at yeah. that 
We'll just really what the, yeah. What the not, hell, man? Is that discrimination against white people? That's bullshit. Can't say the N word whenever I want. He's just a stand up guy, that Joe Exotic. Like, is is anybody surprised that he's saying that? No. He's like the of course he's no. the guy that's gonna say some shit like that. But anyways, all right. So we can't really talk about the credits for once for our first docuseries because we can't watch them at the same time and break them down. But what we can do is keep up with our highlights and our lowlights and talk about the series as a whole without, without any major spoilers. I think we've already spoiled a lot of it anyways. What is your highlight or lowlight? Or I guess like my favorite, my favorite thing to happen in the entire yeah, or just something series. that stood out to you, or that you remember, or that you want people to know about who haven't seen it, or that if you were talking to somebody who had seen it, they'd be like, "Oh, that fucking part was crazy." The thing I will never forget is the part where the tiger attacks Joe Exotic's yeah, like yeah. shoe he- because he thinks he thinks like there was like A sabotage, some type of cologne sprayed <laughs> on his shoe, yeah, to get him attacked by the yeah. tiger. Yeah, that was that was absolutely fucking wild. Um, by the way, every time a tiger attacks a human in this thing, I am like, go mm-hmm, get them, tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, fuck this. Uh, okay, that reminds me of what I always think about. So there was the part where Jeff Lowe shows up to the zoo, like it's like early on, and he's in a fucking cage with his girlfriend and a lion. It's not even a tiger; it's a lion, and he's kind of like wrestling around with it like a dog. And my wife like gasped. When, because you could tell that something was like not right, like the lion was getting agitated. Because we have cats, and I'm I'm the idiot that's always like petting the cats too hard. Because we have cats, <laughs> you're comparing your experience with your house cat to, to, your, to being in a cage with a lion. Hear me out. So <laughs> okay. I'm always I'm always the idiot who kind of, or at least I used to. I would try to pet the cats like a dog, like I would just be like, okay, they like rough pets, you know. But and they would fucking attack me. They would like you know bat at my hand or like and then it's just my wife would be like you moron you can't pet a cat like that so we're sitting there watching that ep- i love i love when sarah berates you by the way that's my favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> well deserved but uh and this jeff low guy is starting to like kind of wrestle with the, the lion's head and all of a sudden you can see it's getting pissed and he like yells to his girlfriend run and he grabs the like the lion by the head to like hold it down for a second and then he kind of like they spray it with the hose to get it to run away. But that thing was getting ready to fucking chomp Jeff Lowe's like neck. Like it was getting ready to kill him. It was and that fucking part. I mean, I wouldn't really necessarily call it a highlight, but it's the part that like I was so fucking freaked out by. It scared the living shit out of me. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other crazy stuff, but that part freaked me out. It's hard to pick something just because so much stuff yeah. makes you go like, what yeah, the like, hell? Yeah. I mean, when I first learned about Carol Baskin's fucking murder mystery from 1997 i was blown away by that too but yeah there's something there's there's still like so many like unturned rocks and by the way they're gonna do a season two there's a new episode coming out i think the week we're recording this oh really yeah that's right i just i just read that yeah yeah they've apparently got so much extra footage because this is all such crazy shit we haven't even talked about no doc (laughs) Antle. really right we've got his three wives and his compound and his name is like bog devon or something like that hang on let's i'm gonna abandon our our worst moments real quick because i want to point out that um i also read when we're talking about jeff flow that joe and jeff low were going to try to open up a strip club slash petting (laughs) zoo next to the zoo called tigers and dreams I, I would actually go to that i mean no doubt no doubt about it you know what if if 
you are the prime demographic for that, I think. <laughs> Once we make it out of this pandemic, that's actually the first spot I'm going to look into going, actually. <laughs> as soon as I'm out of isolation. Jesus Christ. So anyway, I want to run just through some of the people we haven't mentioned yet, just because they're, they're, every single one is crazy. Okay, so we talked about, obviously, our our main uh, a- anti-hero. Anti-hero. Joe Joe Exotic, but his name is Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage yep. Shrievogel. Because he's got like he's been seven names. Three times, and he took his two husbands' names, and he already has a crazy name himself, the Shrievogel thing. So, yeah. 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 He's like uh, Sean William Scott. <laughs> yeah. Times three and more insane. Yeah. Um, Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Freaky Friday shout out. Yeah. So, Joe Exotic and his, his right hand man, or was. Briefly, we already mentioned is Jeff Lowe, his shady business partner. But I would say his his mentor slash his role model was Doc Antle, who runs the Myrtle Beach uh, Safari. And he it it seems like it it's does. a cult, very much at so. times. Yes. And there's a lot of questionable stuff going over there, and it, it just like there's so much crazy shit happening in other stories that that kind of got abandoned. And I think we need to find out more about what's going on with Doc Antle. I think so too. Yeah. He he got raided actually in like December, but apparently he got off. So I guess they didn't find anything enough to get him. Just like Scientology. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the the third wheel of the show, pr- possibly the most hated character uh is Carol Baskin. That bitch. <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskin. This is what happens to you. I'm going to combine the two. That fucking bitch wolf. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Uh, she runs the animal rescue, the big cat rescue in Florida, and essentially kind of treats herself as like a, as like a hero or a, a savior of these animals, even though she was kind of guilty of some of the same stuff that they do or did and has some questionable behavior slash history slash uh, treatment of her own employees and what, what did Joe Exotic say? I, I, she's a hell of a marketer. I give her that much. She's got them all. She's got them all brainwashed. Uh, and of course, the big story is that in 1997, her husband disappeared and is yet to be found. And she uh, reportedly or allegedly, I guess, allegedly is the right word, was on the outs with her husband. He was going to leave her, and then five years later, after his disappearance, she declared him dead and got all of his money. So, and there's yeah. Yeah. Hey, mm. follow the money, they always say, right? Mm. Follow the money. Uh, yeah. So because she was so – she's holier than thou and she claims that her sanctuary is an actual sanctuary and it's nothing to do – it's like nothing mm-hmm. like these other zoos. Um, I wanted to find out more about animal sanctuary. So oh. the definition – according to the Global Federation – this is from National Geographic. According to the Nat- Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, a true sanctuary exists to provide lifetime care to animals that have been abused, neglected, discarded, or otherwise in need of help. A true sanctuary does not breed or allow hands-on interaction with animals, and it, ma- man- it maintains high standards of care and operation. Okay, so they definitely, she definitely lets them – interact with humans that's part of the whole business she she doesn't breed them though yes. i don't think that's like her thing is that she lets them she rescues them from their abuse and whatever so it's half true and i don't know that any of these places that you see well maybe doc antles is a little bit nicer but the other ones don't seem that um to have high standards as yeah. far as care doc, doc and operations is, is kind of is 
presented as the best one, like the most high class and luxurious, but it's kind of hard to tell. So, um, and then Joe Exotic just kind of feeds his tigers Walmart uh, expired meat and does whatever he can to get by. But we didn't mention Carol Baskin's husband, who for some reason, his name's ha- his, sorry, the current husband, Howard, uh, who talks for her kind of current current husband and potential future tiger dinner. <laughs> yeah. He talk- Did you notice he talks for her at the end of the, the docuseries a lot more? Like she's kind of talking for herself the whole, like the first three or four episodes. And then once he shows up, he kind of talks for her. Like I noticed in the last episode, he did most of the talking. It was very weird. No, that's interesting. But uh, let me tell you this in this, in this crazy, in this docuseries where everyone is a fucking uh, character, there's something about Howard Baskin that I think is the craziest. There's something internal. I don't know what it is. I think he's crazy. It's 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 almost like he is immune to all the craziness, which makes him even weirder. Plus, there's also that there's also that one picture they flash like briefly and don't <laughs> say anything about it, where he's dressed as a tiger on a leash and she's like walking him around. And she's walking like the mid the midsummer uh, flowery dress girl. Like she looks. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that movie is significantly less creeper than this creepier than this docu series. Agreed, agreed. And then, okay, so then there's Joe Exotic's husband, John. He's the toothless, shirtless guy. Um, and then there's the one, I don't even, I, I, it's a spoiler, so I don't want to say it, but he has another another husband whose name was Tyler, I think, or something. I, I, Travis, right? Travis it, Maldonado. Travis, Travis Maldonado. He's even younger and apparently also not gay, but we got hooked on drugs um, and becomes an ex-husband, uh, sadly. And then there's the uh, there's the the employees, right? There's the guy, Eric was his name, Cowie, and he had like long hippie hair, and he like was one of the 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 guys who's he's very drugged out like, at the end of the of the docu series. Yeah, and he's like at one one point he's smoking a cigarette yes. around like giant uh, canisters of fuel or something. <laughs> Yes, yes. But then there's like the actual like zookeeper, like I guess you would say is Joe Exotic's probably main assistant. His name was John Rinky. He's the guy that has no legs. He seems pretty normal though, as far as these people are concerned. Like he has his head on straight. Then there's the producer, Rick Kirkham, who was doing like the Joe Exotic TV documentary at the same time, and his uh his shed gets burnt down with all the footage. Yeah, a shack gets bur- yeah, with it has all the footage from Joe's TV show. And then I also read that shortly after that he he went home and his home was burned down too. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that. Wow. And then there's the the oh, one of my highlights, we we're forgetting about the highlights. At the very end there's that guy James who apparently was like the FBI informant and he's he's riding on a jet ski like a fat Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like they made him uh, or he made them get a yes. shot of him on his jet ski. He's like, you guys got it. I need, I need you guys to get a shot of me on my jet ski. Get this shot of me riding. Yeah. And then like throughout this, there's all these like kind of normal people. Like there's the reporter, Sylvia, who's like, she's like a news reporter that covered the story and they, they show her a lot. And then there's the, the campaign manager kid. His name's Josh. And he was like Joe Exotic's campaign manager. And he witnesses one of the most horrific things in the whole docuseries. And he's kind of maintains a level head about it. It's really bizarre. Yeah. And Joe just found him at a Walmart, I think. He was working at a Walmart and took him on. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a stock 
He was a manager there. And then, of course, there's the uh, possible murder-for-hire hitman, Alan Glover, who has a teardrop tattoo. Uh, (laughs) One of the best memes I've seen going around is just a picture of Carol Baskin with a teardrop tattoo. (laughs) So good. (laughs) That is fantastic. Yeah, there's been a... In in these in these very dark times, there has been some very good internet uh, material from the show. So that's a that's a highlight as well from the show. It's just the the funniest. I think it's safe to say that Tiger King has. I don't want to say saved no, us because we're not saved, that, but, but it has definitely given us some relief for sure. It's provided some much needed relief, and you know, um, like you said, there's possibly more coming. So. Uh, do you have a low light of the show by any chance? Like, is there anything that jumped that you didn't like or thought was maybe could have? Yeah, I, there's there's so many things that I don't like about it, and it all has to do with the animals. Like, I really, I really, I almost had to shut it off numerous times because I can't handle watching them mistreat the animals. And there's this one part where they snatch a cub from like under a fence away from its mother. And they're and just like the way they're treating the cub is so devastating, and they're just like that's why like any of the bad things happen to these people. I don't care; they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. There, there's that, and there's also the part where like they're mentioning how their food supply is low at Joe Exotic's uh, zoo, and you can see all these tigers like just running circles in a cage, just so desperately hungry. And I just felt so terrible; like it was just it was awful. Oh, and also the fact that they feed them like old Walmart meat that they got on sale. You know, that didn't bother me as much as the fact that they used that old Walmart meat to make pizza at one point. There's a side story about how Joe Exotic tried to start a pizza uh, stand, and that that grossed me out. And I love pizza. Gary, Gary, don't act like don't act like you've never had yourself an old Walmart meat pizza. <laughs> Listen, there was some questionable pepperoni in our fridge recently, and I threw it on a pizza pie, and it was still pretty good. So it's it's fine. Honestly, another week of quarantine, I'll be eating that old meat too. So I hear you. I hear you. We've had there's been some questionable lunch meat in our fridge that I've just kind of thrown into an omelet, just but like, eh, it's worth it's worth the risk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting like it's quarantine day like 900, and it's day nine, and I'm already like. <laughs> We can't let this waste. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I agree with you on the uh, on the low lights there. All right, so how should we do this? Should we do should we do our normal uh, segment? Our our favorite your your favorite segment. Uh, I mean, I don't even know it. which one. Which I don't know. Are you going to ask me a question right now? Uh, it's a segment that I like to call "Better with a Lion." <laughs> No, Gary, don't roar. Don't roar. Don't roar. This is the perfect time to do a cat sounds, man. This is Tiger King. All right. You got to cut me some slack here. Yeah. This is the most ridiculous show we've done or movie we've done for this segment. (laughs) It's our our first docuseries. Yeah, but... And it it just so happens to be very lion uh, friendly, (laughs) lion heavy. Right. (laughs) Or lion adjacent, I would say. Lion adjacent. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot. Yeah, lions make appearances. Um, yeah. This might be the one time I'm going to say no. You shut your mouth. All right. I just told you about a part with a lion that sticks in my head. So obviously, this would be better with more lions. I could have used some more lions, actually. You want to toss so, more lions in it? 
Yeah, Tiger King. I want some more goddamn lions. You lions want, are fucking off. So you're telling me, Gary, you want more mistreated lions? No, I want more <laughs> lions kicking ass. Is what I want. I want more lions running around free. They should have just spliced in some footage of lions in the in the jungle to <laughs> to, 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 to compare, <laughs> or for or for actual like cutaways or like screen <laughs> for you know transitions. What? You know what? You're right. It would be better with more lions, especially if those lions were mauling everyone involved in this documentary <laughs> what if what if all the lions were uh eating carol baskin's husband and that's the that's the twist actually she actually had lions kill her husband and not a tiger how about that i think he would enjoy that like he, <laughs> he seems like such a sick twisted individual that he'd be like this is how i wanted to go yeah yeah that yeah. dude is howard is fucked up he's eat, so fucked up eat me slower lions eat me slower <laughs> I want to stay for this. I didn't know anybody had a Howard impression. That's that's great. <laughs> I don't remember how he talks. That guy's always like, "Yeah, these people are violent people, and the, the cops. We we knew that. We knew that when we filed the lawsuit." He's always like, really, he kind of reminds me of uh, the dad on uh, Alf too, a little bit. Oh yeah, he does uh, look like him. Yeah, Matt, he looks like Max Wright or whatever yeah. his name was. So go listen to our Alf episode, everyone. R.I.P. to that guy too. So yeah. Anyway, so we can't really do any treats, can we? I mean, this is the part where you do some treats. I don't but have treats. I usually have some some covers. Again, we're hoping to get back to normal reality and normal format. Just yeah, well, somehow, somehow, I'm going to figure out how we, you and I, can watch credits and play them and record them and do yeah, our so normal show for this. People. Was, this was a big hurdle for us to to figure this out. So this is good. Yeah. And I've been I've been trying to talk quiet so I don't wake up my daughter because she's in the room next to me because I I'm at home now so got to got to do right by her. But um, what it I wouldn't say stop you from going crazy with your Howard Baskin impression. Well, I mean, I still have, I I still devoted to my craft, you know. Okay. So um, but what I was gonna say is, me and you, I think, should get together on Easter Sunday because that's when Trump said that we could originally get. I think we should just do it. I mean, that's what we should just me and you Easter Sunday. Get together, risk, to church. risk we'll go to risk church. It all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to church, risk it all for this podcast. What do you say, buddy? Yeah, Should we do I, it. But yeah, I, I want to go to one of those big mega churches where there's <laughs> thousands of open. people. Yeah, Just head to Florida or Alabama or Mississippi. We can, we can, we can do it up. Sounds great. But no, anyways. So yeah, so so forgive us and uh, and have patience with us. Thank you for listening to this new and form. also. Also, please message us, DM us, uh, send uh, emails. Let us know if, if for some reason we can't get up, up and running the normal way. You still want to hear us do episodes yeah. like this? We'll do yeah. it for you know. If you guys are listening and you guys want these, we'll keep yeah. them coming until we can figure out how to do our normal show the way we do it. Yeah, or maybe, but we'll try to figure something out to do credits next time. This was kind of a uh, a trial and error episode just to work out some kinks and see if we could do it. Really, 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 Gary just missed me and he wanted a video and, chat. Uh, you, Max has been texting me twenty times a day trying to do this, and finally I was like, Jesus Christ! I just got to do it. Got to give this, this guy a bone here. Um, and if any of Max's friends are listening, I know you're few and far between. Uh, give him a call. Just check in on him during these quarantine times. It would really help him out. Because I'm getting my phone's ringing off the hook with all my t- old buddies. A text so. is fine, guys. A text, a text. <laughs> I'll t- no calls, please. I still don't. Yeah, need he's those. he's more of a texter. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, what what do you say? Should we should we rate Tiger King on a different scale? Uh, should we rate the credits? Um, even though the credits are only in one episode and they're not really credits at all, hardly. What what do, what do you want to do? This is your show. You're the founder. 
I'm just a sidekick. Well, uh, so we typically rate on a scale of one to 10 key grips for mm-hmm. credits. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like, it's not, we didn't really go through the credits. We listened to a little bit of the song. The song's great. So yeah. I think, I think we should do one to 10 best boys. Ooh, we use best yeah. boys. Yeah. For you know what? best best boys is pretty fitting for a Joe Exotic themed uh, show because he had a lot he had a lot of best boys. <laughs> he should he sure did. Um, so yeah, I think we should we should score the entire docu series ex- okay. experience okay. on a scale of one to ten best boys. All right, I'll go first because uh, I'm a I'm a pretty big documentary buff. I mean, not a buff, but I enjoy me a documentary and a docu series. And this is this is up there with ones that I enjoyed and had a good time and would recommend. So I'm going to give this document, but I mean, there are better ones though. Let's, let's be, let's be real. It's not for everybody. So I'm going to give it 8.5 best boys. I think that's, I think it's pretty, pretty solid. I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect store actually is what I'm, what I'm saying. 8.5 best boys. What do you say? It's the same amount of uh, best boys that Joe Exotic had too. <laughs> I think when all was said and done, that is true. That is true. I also based it on that. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to meet you right there at 8.5 Best Boys. Wow, because wow. We're, we're right back on the same page. Yeah, it's... Look, I would probably give it a 10 as far as entertainment goes. I have to take it down just for the animal stuff. It really Yeah, there's, there's parts of it that are upsetting and not for everybody. So I think it's fair. But just um, as far as like immediately being pulled into this crazy world and having your mouth agape the entire docuseries is just i i don't know how you find this cast of characters and this story and it's hard to top the wow factor of this of the show so there you go and i'm looking forward to the uh up the episode to come that's been rumored yeah me too was it was it jeff lowe that said there was another one Jeff Lowe, so I'd say take uh, that rumor with a grain of salt <laughs> because he's not yeah. the most reliable man. He is not. He is not. So he's all. By the way, they're all raking up the dough on cameo right now. All these. Oh, like, dude! Yeah. Except for poor Joe, who's in prison. Well, see that—that's a spoiler I was trying to avoid right there. Okay? The beginning of the freaking show. No, they—you they, don't know that he's what, what happens to him. Well, I guess you still don't. So yeah. <laughs> they're they're trying to lock me up for 79 years and that bitch carol baskins out there animal rights people having the time of her life and she's just over there she's over there in florida just going hey all you cool cats and kittens having a good time here at the big cat animal rescue and ruth langmore's well, up in ozark going you fucking bitch wolf <laughs> <laughs> well on that note i think we should sign off that was yeah. that was pretty good yeah so to recap uh big thumbs up for tiger king big best boys uh, up 8.5 of them 8.5 best boys uh i'm thinking of possibly getting some nipple rings like uh joe exotic's one of his husbands don't want that look i already have the buzz cut to match and i could probably lose some teeth too you know i think we all are by the end of this quarantine yeah, we're gonna be yeah. looking like that yeah there, there, there has to be a meme of like pre-quarantine post-quarantine that we could do with tiger king so there already there already is i think there's one of uh there's it's like it's like uh, Dave Bautista is the first one <laughs> because he kind of looks like uh, the, uh, John, whatever his name is, Henley, <laughs> John Finley. Yeah, John that's, Finley. That's and really John good. Finley is the post. Yeah. Quarantine yeah, one. That is great. And did you see the Donald Trump uh, Joe Exotic combo, too? That was pretty good. Were they? Oh, yeah. Their, they yeah. Their, yeah. I think I good. might to promote this episode. I think I might do a little Photoshop of you and me. I can't wait. I, I, you know, one of my bad Photoshop's. 
Uh, uh, what your photoshops are bad uh, that's the first uh, i've heard of it i mean they're they're pretty good i don't know the, fr- the fresh prince of bel-air one was pretty good so that's that was my ps de resistance no yeah that was for 50 now we're on <laughs> now we're on 51 i can't believe this we're not gonna be able to say 50 again for a long time but you sound, well, like, joe, you sound like joe exotic when you say that <laughs> <laughs> not not molly shannon I don't know when my Joe Exotic impression ends and, and <laughs> where it starts anymore. So it's just going to be like that for a while. But uh, all right. All right, pal. This has been fun. I'm, uh, I'm going to sign off and go have another glass of wine. I'm yeah. out of vino. Thanks for listening, all you cool cats and kittens. Have a good night, cats and kittens. Cool cats and kittens. I'm going to let the, um, the goodbye Texas yeah, take them out. Let's do it. All right. Here, kitty, kitty.